Hello there, newcomer. Welcome to the Life Tips Podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm here to help you navigate through important situations that affect our everyday lives and provide a roadmap for you to make the best decisions in the future. The fun part is that each topic is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. So sit back, enjoy the ride, and let's discover how we can live our best life today. Enjoy. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 3. I'm your host, Nate. So, remember Kelly from The Daily Grind? How she asked me to appear on her Daily Grind podcast? Well, I did. It was recorded on Tuesday of last week, released yesterday, and it is now live. But during the logistics phase, she surprised me again by providing a time slot for herself where she could come on board the Life Tips podcast. So I said to myself, absolutely no way am I not going to return the favor. I had to make some adjustments and get her on here. So this episode that you're listening to live was launched Thursday, May 14th, the day after my Daily Grind appearance, just for continuity's sake. And it was also recorded last Thursday. So next month in June, y'all will get the TikTok bonus episode before the season ends, I promise. But today, I am thrilled to have Kelly with me to share some wisdom and advice with you all. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Kelly. Hey, Nate. Yeah, I'm pumped to be on here. (laughs) I'm so pumped to have you on here as well. And the DMV East Coast residents are also pumped to have you here as well just you know listening to you all the way from Chicago so before we get started um tell us a little bit about yourself sure definitely uh thanks Nate for inviting me on to Life Tips podcast so hello everyone uh my name is Kelly Johnson I'm a corporate finance all-star at Wilson Sporting Goods so uh, Wilson, they're the number one sports equipment brand from football to tennis rackets and more. Um, also with Wilson, I'm a former collegiate tennis coach and founder of my own nonprofit, the Kelly Johnson Foundation, which provides scholarships and extracurricular support to local high schools in the Midwest. Uh, finally, I'm the host of the Daily Grind podcast, so I share my Daily Grind and interview special guests like Nate to share their own story on the pod. Um, I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and currently live and work in the heart of Chicago. Wow, that's amazing. So talk about that real quick. That part was 
very interesting. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, all the way to Chicago, Illinois. Like, what was it like growing up in Wisconsin? I've never been. I have no idea what the state's like, what you know, the people are like, the scenery. Um, so if you could just you know talk about that for a brief minute and then what drove you to make the switch to uh, Illinois, the Chicago area, how big of an adjustment was that? Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm definitely from a suburb, but um, for people outside of Wisconsin, that's like the easiest city to remember and the biggest one, obviously. But growing up in Wisconsin, um, I went to public schools. I um, just kind of lived, you know, the typical Midwest life, uh, played a lot of different sports uh, throughout my uh, childhood, um, into high school and whatnot from like soccer to tennis to like cross country track all that all that fun stuff um since i'm born and raised in wisconsin i'm actually still all milwaukee sports fans so go brewers bucks uh green bay packers uh since moving to chicago after i, I went to college at the university of wisconsin madison um, i went there because they really strong a business school, and um, I was interested in studying uh, finance because I was had an interest in you know the behind the scenes of the business. Uh, starting in high school, and they had a really great program there. I was able to double in finance and management human resources, and they also had a lot of different um, clubs and activities. So I was on their club tennis um, student organization and other different things. Got to meet a ton of different people not just from my school, but people outside the state. And some of my roommates were even outside the U.S., which was really great, interesting, mm-hmm. being able to network and make friends all across and different places and whatnot. And um, for me, to uh, after I graduated, I had a lot of different opportunities. And I knew being flexible on the location I lived at would be huge in making my first uh, career move. So um, Chicago came about. I saw an opening at Wilson, and I applied. And I got it. It was a really great fit. I'm in their uh, tennis division. So uh, on a day-to-day basis, I it's really cool. Every day is different for me. And I get to do something I love the most. And on the flip side as well, um, working for a sporting good company, I'm able to, you know, use the benefits and perks of working for sports. So uh, I get to play and use the best tennis rackets in the world, get to, you know, attend different sporting events. Uh, throughout the year and things like that. So that that was my move to, from Milwaukee to Chicago. I've been in Chicago now. It's going to be uh, five years in June for me. So, yeah, uh, Chicago streaming well. Wow, that is absolutely inst- interesting. Um, what, what life tips or advice would you have for those who are looking to make a, a big career move, you know, go out of state and, try something new versus, you know, staying where they're, where they uh, have been at? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, transitioning from uh, college to their first job outside in the real world, real world, as you could say, or just uh, moving laterally within a company or switching different companies, I would say, uh, don't be afraid to, don't be afraid of change. Um, there's a lot of different things I'd overcome in regards to, you know, getting the road rage on the road now in Chicago versus uh, driving with a Wisconsin license plate mm. <laughs> in Wisconsin. So I had to adjust to that. The traffic, they drive a little bit faster 
down down there. Uh, but on the flip side, when it is snowing or uh, crazy weather, they're actually not uh, the uh, the local Chicagoans aren't uh, familiar with that type of of heavy and cold weather like I am. So um, I'm a runner as well. So just being able to, um, for instance, when I made that transition, uh, changes in where I go out on my training runs or who how can I find people as a tennis player being able to hit with in the area? So, you know, get outside your comfort zone and there's a lot of different groups or uh, different networking Facebook groups or different young alumni things. Um, as a Wisconsin grad, there's Wisconsin alumni chapter I was able to connect with. So uh, yeah, get outside your comfort zone. Uh, don't be afraid of change and be open to making new friends and meeting new people down the road. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow. So you kind of already touched on it a little bit uh, that you know you were interested in finance from such a such a young age, but um, you're in you know you're in finance full time now and um, you know obviously with Wilson Wilson, very familiar with Wilson, saw saw them pop up on most of my stuff growing up. I mean, had a Wilson basketball, had tennis rackets because we played tennis in our uh, you know younger years as well. I just never knew that that was going to come back and you know show back up again. That I would one day meet someone working for the corporate Wilson company. Oh my goodness! But um, How'd you get it? How'd you actually get into get into that? Um, you know, as far as like a passion and uh, how are things going over it uh, over at Wilson? I assume you're at the corporate factory out in Chicago or probably at one of their many bases. And and, you know, yeah, if you could you know talk about that and specifically, you know, the financial parks, I'm sure there's many different facets to uh, to, to, you know, that particular uh, industry besides just, you know, paying bills. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, th- thankful for Wilson to be still um, employed during this uh, COVID situation. Right. Great. But yeah, yeah, rewinding back to uh, how I became interested and just kind of, you know, with um, Wilson. So, uh, yeah, just back in college, um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier in my intro, um, I studied finance and management and human resources. Um, I did a lot of extracurriculars, part-time jobs, and inter- internships in the financial realm. So, for instance, I was the treasurer of the club tennis team. I was the VP of finance with some other student organization, a finance manager, student housing, financial specialist. The list could go on and on. I was super busy in college. Mm. Um, just all of my different is. Um, kind of opened up the doors to um, within uh, finance, there's uh, different areas. So there's corporate finance, there's investment banking, there's wealth management. Uh, there's a lot of different um, things within finance. Um, and with all the different experiences that I had or job shadowing or when we had guest speakers in college, I'd ask them questions or I'd dive a little bit deeper so I'd understand um, what their what their job is and what their typical in life uh, is so I become familiar with and I know what I want to do outside of college so that helped me narrow down my um, finding and applying to different uh, full time jobs and things like that 
Um, in the meantime, too, like I mentioned, I'm super active and into sports. So uh, high school, I played tennis and I was uh, track where my main two sports running in tennis, basically. And so in college, being on the tent club tennis team uh, and also being a business major, I took an entrepreneurship class and I started my own nonprofit. Mm. So for my nonprofit to raise funds for high school scholarships, I was able to, um, I was teaching tennis too during the summer. I was just trying to make as much money as possible and save up as much money to fund my education. So I wouldn't have to take out student loans. And um, I started hosting these tennis tournaments. Uh, so I realized, you know, being so close to the sport and having encore experience and talking to different consumers, uh, I think that'd be a really good uh, fit for me at a sporting goods company. In the meantime, I'm about to graduate college. I'm applying for different uh, finance companies. And I saw, I, I think I searched tennis and finance jobs at one time. And Wilson had an opening, so I applied. And I went through the interview process, and I just killed it. And uh, they mm. called me back, their HR staff, and gave me an offer, and I accepted it right away. So I had two weeks to move to Chicago, and here I am, uh, still in Chicago. So I started in a U.S.-focused uh, uh, position, and then I got promoted to a glo more global-focused. And now, just over time, I've been able to not just support you know, the U.S., market but also america europe asia pacific all over the country or all over the wow. really great experience super finance i run a lot of different sales reports business analysis um i support a lot of different teams so from marketing products uh research and development uh, supply and demand so i have a really well-rounded business background i'm able to utilize what i learned in college and from my different experiences and part-time jobs and uh, networking with different people and just kind of gain strengths over the years and become an expert in what i do and help support other uh, people at our company so um like i mentioned before i consider myself a corporate finance all-star if it's if you could if you had to narrow it down to three words so uh, mm -hmm. yeah that's what led me in the the financial sector uh, super good wow oh my goodness we have more to come this is not the end but we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we will come back and hear more of kelly's amazing story want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast youtube has the answer no, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now. Let's ride this out for a bit, and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. Awesome, awesome. All right, we're back from commercial break here with Kelly. Uh, and so, as you already know, 
Kelly is the host of the Daily Grind podcast. I was just on it. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic podcast. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a backstory real quick, the Kelly, the, the Daily Grind podcast that Kelly hosts, according to its bio, is a weekly motivational podcast featuring Midwest native Kelly Johnson sharing her daily grind and how she achieves her goals through being efficient, productive, and even finding time to fit in recording this podcast. Uh, Every episode, she sits down with a good friend, colleague, or influencer, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways to reaching your goals. Give us this daily, our daily grind. So, that's just the bio, but now we have the real face of the daily grind here to talk about it. So, Kelly, what inspired you to start the Daily Grind podcast? When did it start? How long have you been doing it? How many episodes do you currently have? Um, What's your process behind that? You know, talk to us about that for a second. Sure. Yep. So my inspiration for the Daily Grind. So idea came about, I would say, January 2019. So last year, uh, I was just kind of talking to one of my coworkers that used to sit across from me. He's no no longer at Wilson. Um, He's over at Lowell's headquarters now. But uh, just kind of, you know, thinking about, I just kind of started listening to different podcasts. Um, I used to, at work, just listen to music. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to switch up and listen to some podcasts. And then... As I was listening to podcasts, I was like, you know what? I could start my own podcast. I think that'd be cool uh, to start one. And I realized my story is unique and inspiring. I like to motivate people with my passion and, mm. you know, help them achieve their goals. So yeah, I took the idea and made it happen in August 2019. So I started originally the Daily Grind with um, a co-host, Connor Christian. He's actually... Um, if you listen to the Daily Grind, the intro and outro music is by Connor. Mm. Really amazing, um, really amazing musician. Um, so he's starting to, you know, heat it up there. He's from the Ohio area. Mm. But anyhow, um, he's interested. Um, but he actually had semester left of college, so he unfortunately couldn't fit in time to uh, help record on the Daily Grind. So I just took a uh, bull by it forward and powered through and um, made it my own, The Daily Grind. So uh, when I came up with that name, I was like, you know what? I wonder how I can make a logo. I just kind of, you know, opened up Microsoft PowerPoint, was kind of messing around with different templates, colors, and uh, that's how the logo came about. So really catchy, supposed to be looking like, you know, something motivational, something that you see on a daily basis. And I I feel like I truly love The Daily Grind. You know, I grind really hard at work and I work and uh, achieve my goals both long and short term uh, being efficient productive like to share uh, tips and tricks with others and you know achieving theirs and with my background and um, network and being open and uh, outgoing personality and talking to different colleagues friends uh, people professionals experts sports enthusiasts hobbies etc all around me I think it'd be great to connect with them and help them uh, share their own daily grind with us. It's interesting to interview people in other industries. 
So fast forward to today, we are in season one with uh, 42 episodes and counting. So lots of great stuff. Wow, that's amazing. Do you have any, do you have plans for any more seasons after after this? Yes. So I'm looking to, uh, season one probably going to conclude with 50 episodes, and then we're going to start season two in a few weeks from now. Uh, so stay tuned for the best of the best. Uh, every episode is the best one yet, so it just keeps on coming. Awesome, awesome. So what... Uh, advice or tips would you have for those interested in starting a podcast themselves? Sure, yeah. So tips for starting a podcast. So I got five for uh, the life tips uh, listeners out there. So to sum it up, uh, tip one, I would say don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone and challenge yourself. So when you're starting a new project, when it comes to uh, podcasting, there's always going to be new challenges ahead that you need to overcome. So don't be afraid and uh, just be prepared or you know, it's to be expected. Number two, I would say do your research. So what you're looking to do your podcast about, um, you know, research others, listen to other different podcasts in that area or hobby or subject. I think that's key if you know kind of what to gauge or what the format is and something that can make it similar. So yeah, number the third tip I would say is to listen to other pods and to, to follow on that research one. Actually, listen to other pods that are outside of your um, area. So, for instance, mm. if your podcast is on a specific sport, so let's say like basketball, I would maybe listen to podcasts are on tennis. You know, you can pull different bits and pieces from other things that are outside your own target market and kind of gain and make have, uh, personalize it. You know, come up with come up with a different twist and make yourself unique, uh, standing out from the others uh, on whatever podcast. Uh, channel that you're on. Finally, tip number four, I'd say challenge yourself and reach, reach outside your network. So for instance, uh, me on the Daily Grind, I interview a different special guest every week. So I don't, you know, limit it to uh, podcast hosts. So like I had Nate on my on my podcast, but I just don't listen to limit to podcasters. You know, I reach out to different athletes, like reach out to different marketing specialists. I reach out to different musicians. Mm. Uh, kind of become more creative and um, you get to network with others and they provide different feedback and they can also, you know, extend and say, Hey, they might recommend you to listen to another podcast or network with another person that's an expert in another area so that they can help uh, improve your podcast as well as you can do vice versa. And that's how Nate and I got connected. And right. then finally I'd say number five, yeah, share, share your knowledge. So I would say pay it forward in regards to, uh, things that you learn on your just starting your podcasting, or I would not even limit limit this to podcasting. I would say just in general, if you're starting a new hobby or a new activity or sport, uh, being able to share what you've learned with others, they again too can you can help someone out down the road and you feel good about it, and now you have a story to tell on your podcast. Wow, wow. So just, you know, again, summarize those five tips for everybody so they can write it down. <laughs> sure, definitely. So number one tip, I would say don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone and challenge yourself. Number two, I would say do your research. Number three, listen to other podcasts out there. Number four, challenge yourself and reach outside your network. And number five, share your knowledge. Wow. Amazing. So y'all listen to that. 
If you want to get a podcast started for yourself, you might want to follow these five tips that Kelly provided for you. So, um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good stuff. So as we were conversing with each other, uh, just off, off, uh, off recording in the initial phases of meeting each other, you, uh, mentioned that you started a nonprofit in 2014. Uh, you also run the Kelly Johnson Foundation. Tell us more about that. What, um, what, what's that all about? When did that come about? Sure. So the Kelly Johnson Foundation, I established it in September 2014. So basically, uh, the Kelly Johnson Foundation, um, we provide scholarship and extracurricular support to local high schools in the Midwest. So um, as I mentioned a little bit in my introduction, I have a I took an entrepreneurship class in at the University of Wisconsin Madison during my undergrad, and I just got got inspired from that class as well as just taking different business classes uh, throughout that time. And when I was going into college, I received a couple of one-time scholarships from different smaller uh, organizations out there like Booster Club or Tennis Related or Academic Related. And I wanted to do the same. I wanted to pay it forward and give back uh, to those around me. So I thus created the Kelly Johnson Foundation. Um, so now... Uh, since inception, we've awarded 12 scholarships to uh, high school seniors, and we continue to grow. So I host about five to eight different events throughout the year, from tennis tournaments to pitfall tournaments, uh, 5K runs, uh, different fundraising events. Uh, it's kind of a lot of different athletic ones because I have that background. And mm-hmm. with the proceeds raised money towards uh, the scholarship programs, we also just started a sports equipment uh, program, so I provide uh, – different sports equipment to high schools as well. So that's the background on the Kelly Johnson Foundation. Our website is www.kjfwi.org. Really great stuff. Wow. Awesome. Do you have any advice or tips for those that may be interested in starting a nonprofit? Yes, definitely. So for starting your own nonprofit, I would say first, it might not be the fit for everyone. It really depends on um, what you're passionate about. And trust me, it does take a lot of hard work and effort to really make a difference and run a nonprofit. Uh, The reasons why individuals and groups start nonprofits in general are, um, I guess, let's just start with the definition. So like a nonprofit organization is a non-business entity. it's a not-for-profit um, org or institution that's dedicated to furthering a particular social cause or advocating for a shared point of view. So basically, um, mine, the Kelly Johnson Foundation, is a 501c3. So that's an organization or corporation that is operated for a, a, one of the above, like for a religious reason, charitable, scientific, literal, or educational purpose. But there's a lot of different types of nonprofits out there. So there's a 501c4, so that's civic leagues and social welfare organizations, 501c5, so that's labor unions, 501c6, chambers of commerce, 501c7, social and recreational clubs, 501k, which is child care related organizations. So all these ones have different classifications. Um, under the 501c3, which I'm under, uh, my organization um, is exempt from federal income tax under that section. Whoa. So basically, that's saying 
uh, people can uh, donate funds or help support the Kelly Johnson Foundation and write off as a tax deduction. So that was like important uh, check off in, on my checklist in regards to establishing my nonstop corporation, like what I wanted to be classified under. So to narrow it down, I'll, I want to give your listeners four four tips in mm-hmm. starting a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So number one, I would say find your passion. So you want to answer the question, if starting a nonprofit is the right choice for you, is it the right fit for what you want to do uh, in life? Number two, brainstorm your mission values, uh, short-term and long-term goals. So you want to kind of have know what you want to get out of it, what your all-time, if you want to put it into one sentence, what your foundation or nonprofit provides. Uh, number three, before building a business plan, reach out to other nonprofits to ask questions and do your research. So I think this is really key in regards to, because this is something new that you're starting, mm-hmm. um, it's business. So you want to know what you're getting yourself into and kind of, I would say, research the competition or other people that you might be uh, involved with involved with down the road. Uh, that's really important. And finally, I would say do the work. So it helps to stay organized, know your strengths, and know your market. So know uh, your consumers, your supporters, your donors, program participants. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of work, but in the end, it's totally worth it. So yeah, that's that's basically I'll Here, I'll uh, resummarize those four tips again. So number one, find your passion. So answer the question, is starting a nonprofit right for you? Uh, number two, brainstorm your mission values, uh, both long-term and short-term goals. Number three, uh, before building a business plan, reach out to other nonprofits, your competition, ask questions, do your research. And then finally, number four, do your work. So stay organized, uh, know your strengths, know your your market. So from consumers to supporters to participants. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome tips and advice. Wow. So we are going to take one more quick commercial break, guys, and then we'll come back to basically finish everything up. Do not go anywhere. Need a speaker for your next event? One who resonates with and understands people and will provide a balanced perspective for any audience? You need to call Nate. You can reach him at underscore orator Nate on Instagram, the wise orator on Facebook, or his website at www.natejones2016.wixsite.com backslash who is Nate Jones. Now, let's go finish up that episode, shall we? We're back. We are back. We are back. Kelly is still here with us. We just have a couple more questions for her, and then we will uh, go on our way. But uh, so far, so good with her story, right, guys? I'm sure you would agree if you were physically here. But if you like what you are hearing, please make sure to follow Kelsey when we get or Kelly when we get to the end of this uh, recording. But Two things about you that blew my mind uh, when we connected. If you don't know, of course you all don't know. For those of you who don't know, uh, Kelly and I connected on uh, Anchor's official podcast support group. So Anchor is backing both of our podcasts. And uh, I actually didn't know they had a Facebook connection group until 
just two, three weeks ago when I Googled it on uh, or when I looked it up on Facebook. And so found it, got hip. They uh, accepted me, started meeting a bunch of new people, including Kelly. And I also met Kendra from the Kendra D Experience uh, from off that list as well. So just meeting different, and uh, I met JS from the JS Self-Care Podcast as well. So just meeting different people from, honestly, around the, the U.S. and around the world uh, through their support group is how uh, Kelly and I initially got to know each other. And I am pretty sure that when uh, Corona ends, we will find a way to meet up in person as well. So uh, one of the things that I discovered about Kelly that blew my mind was that, you know, she was into sports. At first I was like, wait, was she a track star? Was she running track? What? So I knew I had to put that in here to hear the story of how she got into, you know, the athleisure and she was also into tennis. So, you know, tell us about, tell us a little bit more about that in terms of, you know, how you got into that. And then um, any life tips or advice for people looking to, you know, get into the athlete life, since that's huge in our society and, and can, depending upon where you go, can provide, you know, immense amounts of, you know, security benefits. I'm surprised you're not famous. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to, trying to get there, Nate. Uh, yeah, I, I started, I, I would say right now, I'm really into sports. Growing up as a kid in Wisconsin, I played a lot of different sports, uh, starting with soccer, so a very uh, team player, I guess, in a sense. And then uh, fast forwarding a little bit to high school, uh, my main sports where I played soccer for two years, and I realized I was the fastest person on the on the field, so I switched to track for the other two years mm. and uh, played tennis all four uh, and then just kind of carrying over to college. I played on the club tennis team at college. So uh, that was part of, for the USDA, the United States, United States Test Association, um, tennis on campus. So basically as a club tennis team, you have to travel to different um, states and tournaments. And so I'd always sign up for as many as I could and compete with other uh, college, uh, college, college athletes out there. Um, also too, during college, I got, um, I did my, I ran my first half marathon. Uh, so I did a couple different races, um, from like 5k. So 5k is 3.1 miles, uh, for you non-runners out there or soon to be runners, I guess you'd say, uh, half marathon is 13.1 miles. So I did my first half marathon. I think that was like 20, uh, I think it was 2011 or uh, so I felt really good about that, and I realized, like, oh, man, I actually have the endurance to do this and possibly could go longer. So um, I did a couple of half marathons, 5K races, having a blast, meeting different people, trying to improve my time, things like that. Uh, then fast forward a little bit to 2018, I ran my first uh, marathon, the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon, so that's the biggest uh, marathon in Wisconsin. Uh, I did that two years ago, or, yeah, two years ago now. I'm actually qualified for Boston with my time, but I wanted to get a better time. I, I qualified within like less than a minute uh, based on my being a female in my age group and whatnot. So it motivated me to, you know, focus on my training a little bit more and run faster. So last year, 2019, I ran my second marathon 
the flying pig Cincinnati, Ohio one and I cut off my time even more. I improved my PR by fifteen minutes and I submitted that time uh to the Boston Marathon group. I actually got selected uh to run Boston for twenty twenty. So all you guys know with the COVID uh, pandemic going on, they pushed all, a lot of different sports events uh, to the fall. So the Boston Marathon, I was supposed to run it by now. It was supposed to be April 20th on Patriot's Day. Now it got pushed to September 14th. So I start training for that. Uh, end, of, end of May, I start training for that again and then hope to be running in September on the roads in Boston. But yeah, before between then, between the flying pig one i did my third marathon in december i wanted to go just a little bit faster but i actually had like a calf uh a little bit of calf injury right before the race when i actually got sick uh but it's really great motivation though um heck stopped six times during the race i got i i went to the bathroom i actually threw up i think i had like with the the heat with the heat or something i wasn't food like the day before maybe i'm not sure a variety of different factors anyhow uh perseverance is key when it comes to finishing race uh task or goal that you start so all i know is i created motivation to kick some butt later this fall so i'm looking forward to you know improving my time and you know getting back to racing and running uh without any social social distancing boundaries now as tips and advice for people out there i would say running might not be the sport or activity for you. So I would say find what best fits with your daily grind and what you enjoy to do. So if it makes if it makes it fun, um, you meet new people, you see places, and you live a happy life. I use physical, physical activity a lot as a stress reliever. And um, me being really active, it helps me stay healthy and um, minimize stress. So that's, that's my advice to you listeners out there. Wow. Wow, y'all. That's that's incredible. The second thing that blew my mind about Kelly was that you were the former head men's and women's coach at Oakton Community College. What? Oh my goodness. How did that happen? How did that happen? Like, and then, you know, there may be some people on listening in that want to become full-time coaches. Any advice for them, you know, tips on becoming a coach full time? But wow, like men's and women's coach? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising to say, right? <laughs> Coming from a from a young uh, female out there uh, holding her ground on the tennis court. But anyhow, yeah. So I have, I played tennis. I just started playing tennis uh, right before high school. I would say right at the end of my high school career, I started teaching tennis. Um, in college, I was teaching tennis on the side. I had a summer job. I taught private lessons, things like that. And uh, after I moved from Milwaukee to Chicago, I still wanted to keep on teaching tennis or still be involved on that on top of um, working at Wilson. So uh, I saw an opportunity uh, at Oakton Community College, which is um, it's located in Des Plaines, Illinois, which is a, a northwest suburb of Chicago. I'd say mm. about, I don't know, 20, 25. By Chicago, uh, uh, you know, with traffic, it's probably more closer to 45 minutes or an hour. But uh, they had an opening for their men's position, their men's head, head, head tennis coach. And I've, t- I've taught different drill groups, both youth through adults, uh, college players, 
uh, both men and women. So I had the background, I had the experience, I applied, I killed it in the interview. Uh, I went with my first season back in, uh, that was January 2016, they signed me on. This is about five or six months after moving to, to Illinois. I uh, had my first season, went really well. We took fourth in conference, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, or, or right after that season, the athletic director asked me, hey, Kelly, do you want to uh, coach the women's uh, tennis team? As well, I was like, sure, yeah, I can do that. Um, I had a really great first season. Definitely want to coach more seasons down the road. So uh, I ended up my whole Oakland career. I coached four seasons with the men's and two seasons with the women's team. Uh, we went to Nationals in 2017 with the men's team. Three of my players have transferred to four-year schools and play or have played on their tennis team. Um, so I really ended my coaching career on a good note, and I'm still in touch with my past players. I just had one of my players uh, text me the other day, yo, coach, what's up, things like that. Mm. Uh, I love to support my players, you know, help them, refer them to, you know, transfer to another school or help them in – more of their achieving their career goals. So with job opportunities, things like that. So really want to make the most of them. And they're both, they're all young adults and they have lots of potential out um, after graduating college. And, you know, I really uh, promote higher education. So I thought this coaching uh, position really helped me, you know, complemented my position at Wilson in regards to the tennis realm and the industry. So I would say long story short, I'm coaching. If you have the background, you feel like you have good qualifications and you feel really good in what you teach and whatnot. You have those good communication skills and you're able to, you know, have a really good game strategy, things like that. I would say go for the opportunity if you find it. Uh, work your way up to. So don't buy off more than you can chew, I guess you'd say, in regard to, you know, I, the, I was teaching tennis and then I kind of switched and I gained more experience over time and you just got to be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not to mm-hmm. go for it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, obviously, you know, as Kelly mentioned earlier, you know, coronavirus uh, has, you know, not impacted her. She's still able to, you know, work and support herself, thank God. Um, so, uh, you already know one thing she'll be doing after this is over, and that's, you know, training for the next race that uh, is scheduled right now for September. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, that there will be more opportunities to have, you know, face-to-face interactions with guests on the daily grind uh, as you, you know, continue the podcast. What else do you see yourself doing after COVID ends? Yeah, really great question, Nate. So uh, it really depends on when the COVID ends, but let's just say this fall. So really want to get back into my normal routine. Uh, I really enjoy following and watching sports. So from NBA to MLB, uh, NFL, they just released released the full uh, schedule, season schedule of professional tennis uh, on and on. So I really want to, get back to start watching sports and also going to sporting events. So I was able or lucky enough to go to two uh, Mocky Bucks games right before the whole COVID situation happened uh, in February, uh, early March. So that was really great. So I'm hoping to, I really like travel. I like to go uh, travel and tie it into trips. So 
for instance, being ready to go for my race in Boston. So I'm able to run. I want to sightsee out there as well. So I try to tie into road races or even tennis events and go, you know, watch a sporting event or run a race and then check out a new city I haven't been to. So really hoping to able to travel more this later this year. Uh, I really crave warmer weather when it comes in December, January. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping the travel restrictions are off by that time. And then finally, I'll be a few episodes into season two, uh, I would say, after this whole COVID situation ends. Great, great. Well, this has been absolutely fun. Uh, there's two more things left. The first of which is just something similar to what Kelly and I did on the daily grind. Kelly allowed me to share a motivational word of encouragement for her listeners before we signed off. So it's only right that we let her do the same hero and life tips podcast. So uh, did you have like a phrase, a little motivational quote, word of encouragement that you want to share with, uh, with our audience? If, if so, go for it. Yeah, so I always provide my listeners on the daily grind uh, where the day to help motivate them out there to achieve their goals uh, for both personal and career. So I think a great one that fits in with our conversation today is be passionate and bold. Always keep learning. Never stop doing useful things if you don't learn. This is from uh, Sataya Nadella. He's the CEO of Microsoft. He succeeded mm. uh, Steve Ballmer in 2014. Uh, so I think this really fits in regards to be passionate about something, uh, keep on learning, and don't stop doing things um, if you don't uh, useful things if you don't learn. So uh, keep on soaking as much information as possible, sharing your knowledge with others, things like that. Great, great, awesome, awesome. So that's it, guys. We're done. Uh, Where uh, you know you can always follow me i'll get to that in a second but where where can they where can everybody find you kelly i know there's going to be some people that will want to uh, reach out connect listen to the daily grind um you know maybe check out your organization and you know just really connect with you so where, where can people find you on uh especially on these social media platforms yes so ways to reach out to me so to follow the daily grind uh instagram is at kjf Daily Grind. Uh, Daily Grind is also on the Ambiguous Podcast Network. So the website for our network is ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Uh, to follow me personally, uh, my Twitter and Instagram uh, handles are at Kelly J. Lefty. And then finally, uh, for the Kelly Jackson Foundation, a website again is www.kjfwi.org. Awesome. 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 Oh. Thank you, Kelly. Really appreciate you for coming on board, Life Tips, and giving everyone really just a great motivation and advice for different things that could potentially affect their life. And um, you heard it here, roadmaps for uh, you know making better decisions in the future. Maybe y'all can get into some of the things that Kelly talked about. But thank you again, Kelly. Really, really appreciate you. Yes, thanks, Nate, for inviting me on the life tip. I'm sorry, you said as always what? Yeah, I'm always always glad to share my story. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're glad that 
you shared it and we hope that uh, your story impacted someone. I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it did. I know it impacted me. So y'all, that's, that's it. Uh, as always, you can follow uh, me here on Twitter at Life Tips Podcast. You can tweet me and DM me there if you're interested in engaging. Uh, you can also follow me on my own Twitter at auth underscore gen underscore person. And of course, uh, don't forget to continue listening to past episodes online at www.anchor.fm backslash life tips. Uh, please continue to leave ratings and reviews on Apple and Google Podcasts as that helps out tremendously. So thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much, everyone. And I will see you guys on Monday for episode seven. And that's going to be amazing, y'all. The promo for that should be out tomorrow. So, y'all, look for episode seven on Monday. I'm really excited about it for now. Signing out. Peace.